Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast. We apologize for our delay in producing an episode here. As you know, we take breaks sometimes when we don't plan ahead. Uh, Caleb and I just got back from the Yule Gathering 2021 in Ohio. Um, so that is why we didn't record an episode because we didn't uh, foresee that. Well, we didn't plan for that. But we're back anyways. We ain't going anywhere. Don't you worry one bit. But I don't know if we remember how to podcast because for uh, Caleb and I, that feels like a lifetime ago. Is this how we're starting the episode? <laughs> yeah, start, start, really talking. Forget. start talking, right? bitches. All right. Round table. Yeah, I know. It does feel like it's a, it feels like it's been a lot longer than especially with a uh, normal people Christmas too. Oh dude, yeah. Like I forgot yesterday was I thought yesterday was Sunday. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I go to work tomorrow. Why are we filming the podcast on a Monday? And it took me a second to realize, like, no, today's Saturday. Today's Sunday. Well, let me tell you, it is crazy out there. Like I went to go get some Thai food and I, I don't think it's been a long time since normal people Christmas was on a weekend. And oh my gosh, the amount of people out right now spending their Christmas money is absurd. It's scary out there. Normies. Darn normies. So the, 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 the purpose of this podcast today we were thinking about talking about Yule celebrations in general. Obviously, I've just released a video uh, on YouTube, and it's kind of the Yule season still right now. So I figured we would just have a conversation about it, talk about, I mean, Ian, you didn't get to go to a gathering this year. We missed you. Um, so kind of talk about your experience, having to celebrate with the normies. And then, obviously, Caleb and I just getting back from the gathering, uh, and then having to immediately turn around and celebrate with the normies. So, Caleb, how was the Yule gathering for you? It was great. Um, every one of them is like, you always feel like you can get an idea of like how it's going to be. But as we found out this year, they all just have their own feeling. Like even, uh, even aside from like how you was last year compared to how it was this year, this had a different feel to it. Um, but overall it was great. Um, I loved having my family there because it was, uh, it was great to see my, my wife get more into it. And then my kid get involved and, be a part of all the mischief. Your child was the mischief. Get th make that very clear. She was. She adopted. I told y'all she's a Loki child. She adopted every single person at that <laughs> gathering as her parents. Well, I feel like it's going to be, it'll, it'll be like that. Like the more people have kids in the community. I mean, it's going to be like the whole village thing when we get together and gather. Yeah, well, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it, too, is, you know, everyone there is like, oh, a child. OK, like whatever. You know, I don't think anyone was really bothered by it. Um, and, you know, even like Andrew there, he had his, his horde of boys, like his five or six boys or whatever lost out. And he apologized about them. Um, they were being a little uh, rough and rowdy. But at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, I feel like no one really thinks about it because we're like, oh, you know, they're just the children of the community. And that's what communities are for to help each other raise children. And that's something we've talked about on the podcast before is the importance of community when it comes to starting and raising a family. Yeah, I think I saw somebody had posted it on their Instagram. Like, it was a photo. Um, I think it's actually Mary. I think that posted it. Um, of I think it was Logan that was holding her. And it just said, like, this little girl's about to have, like, 50 different uncles or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be very accurate for a lot of people. Like you said, Caleb, like once more people start having kids in the community and stuff like that, it's just, oh, this is your like 300 aunts and uncles and your cousins that yeah, they're not related by blood, but they're family. You know what I mean? And I feel like Yule, uh, the Yule gathering specifically is a good 
intro into that I feel like for for kids because there's an easier it's I feel like it's a lot easier to kind of uh you know make it I would say you know family orientated or whatever you know terminology you want to use but I feel like as far as finding things for the kids to enjoy and and you know of all ages I feel like Yule time is probably one of the best I would say out of um out of any season at least gathering wise to bring to like you know younger kids because from what you know we've talked about in the past yule has been is i feel like we've always focused it more as more of a celebration and of, of coming together than so much of just like say for the um, you know like the fall gathering that's always very big i feel like with us doing like a lot of magic stuff, woo stuff, you know, the, the ancestor worship, things like that. I feel like that's more of like our hardcore, like we're going to go full on, like howl at the moon kind of stuff. Whereas Yule's tends, I feel like everybody has a, a generalized idea. That's just more of a come together with the community and just celebrate being with each other. Well, I definitely feel like fall and Yule flip-flop this year, at least for the central region, because <laughs> the, the fall gathering was very, very like, you know, community focused. You know, I feel like it was very much less fall, Howl at the Moon for this one. I think it's just one of those things. Every gathering is just going to be different because this gathering was yeah. very much a Howl at the Moon gathering, which honestly, I, I like Howl at the Moon gatherings, I think a little bit more because it gets everyone's blood pumping. But whew, whew, that Odin ritual, man. I mean, Caleb and I might have been the ones who put it on, but dang, I was... Like I was doing the editing for it and I was just like watching myself and I was just smiling the whole time because I was like, the only thing going through my mind was what the fuck are we doing? This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you need to introduce people to like what we do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, like that, uh, like I was telling you about that, that girl I've been talking to is like asking questions and it's like, oh yeah, you want to know what I do? Let's sit down and watch the Odin ritual from the Yule Gathering. <laughs> oh, that's usually great. Our feet are walking. Up the world tree. Yeah, from what I've seen from like obviously the trailer and the few little clips that I've been sent. Yeah, I feel like compared to last year's Yule, <clears throat> kind of like what you said, like with the fall gathering, switching with Yule, because like last year's fall gathering in in Central, like in Kentucky was insanity. Like that was that was huge that was you know very heavy like yeah howl at the moon get real weird with it and then that yule was very much like just the yeah, celebration of being around the folk and then like yeah from what i've seen of the clip so far and the trailer this this yule definitely yeah that was definitely a lot different i, I, sh I like. should do the plug right now so since this is coming out on a sunday night um we have a few more days um now most people i feel like they listen to the podcast follow the youtube pretty closely but just in case there's a few of you out there wednesday the 29th which is this week of december if you're here watching this right here right now we have the premiere for the yule gathering 2021 ohio video it's coming out 9 p.m on wednesday so we're doing that as a premiere eastern time i should say um youtube premieres basically whereas everyone comes in 20 30 minutes beforehand in the chat room chatting it up and then we have a nice little premiere window that you know just like pops and premieres and it looks really cool and then we all watch it together it's a really fun experience i've done it for every gathering video so far and before that one at 9 p.m when that one's happening we're doing a movie marathon with every single gathering we've had so far up to this point which is crazy because that is over three hours of content before the hour and a half video for Yule. 
Who? It's a lot. And so at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, we're starting with year one of the gatherings. Um, so watching it from the very first one all the way through to the Yule gathering last year. And then we'll have a 30-minute intermission. And around 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, we will be doing the um, year two of gatherings, which is like an hour and 40 minutes, which will bring us right around 8.30 p.m. Um, so we'll watch all the way through the spring gathering last year, well, this year all the way up to the fall gathering and then at nine o'clock the mule gathering i hope you all join us there it's all premiere all of it i'll be there i'll be talking to you i'll have pizza well you can't have the pizza but i'm eating the pizza and uh it should be a really good time i'm sure i'll gotta go crazy by the end uh actually just before this podcast started started filming i just finished the edits to the yule gathering video oh my gosh that was that was so much work oh my gosh i've never edited an hour and a half long video before and it will be a very long time before i do it again <laughs> you're ready to ask you how much longer is that than your longest video it's or like done. the longest gathering video the, well it, this is definitely the longest gathering video well and... i know i mean like before that oh before, before this oh <laughs> only like 45 minutes this is twice <laughs> twice as long as the longest gathering video up to this point hmm oh sorry i just have to collect myself now um i'm very proud of it there's more i could i sat at i was at a point today where i've already put like dozens of hours of work into this thing and i was like do i i, I see some things that i would like to add to spice it up you know a couple more hours of work but it's at the point where i was like no this is good enough and i feel like as a creative person that is often the hardest thing to accept is when you're just like no this is good it's time uh, so very excited. Um, it, it, in total, the file, it's not even 4K. I couldn't imagine if it was it was 4K. Um, the file is like 15 or 16 gigs. It's just regular 1080p file, uh, which is obscene. If it was 4K, it would be like probably 95 to 100 gigabytes of data. <sighs> My poor internet. Anyway, so yes, I hope to see you there for Wednesday, um, at the very least for the premiere at 9 p.m. Um, for the Yule Gathering. It's going to be a wild time. We basically have the all the rituals in there, um, including the Odin ritual. And I've tried to develop it in a way where you can kind of participate in a little bit of a way because it's a trance-inducing event. Now, I'm not so sure how much I believe in the ability to, of spirituality, especially, especially pagan spirituality, to come through technology and your screens. But at the same time, I, I did develop the Odin ritual in a way that if you would like to kind of participate, you can. So yeah. Huh. All right. You guys do some talking now. That was enough talking for me. What do you... Right. Well, okay, so it's possible then... for it because I'm mean, not like... Because a lot of times, like when I listen to... I'll listen to the Leaf, the, the leaf of Our Life or like album from that first concert and just in that uh, that first song in Manjon, I get damn near to a trance <laughs> just through right. chanting that so it could it could potentially happen so since we were kind of like the you know the time of the topic that we were initially discussing about doing for this episode was you know Yule traditions um I'm curious as to what kind of things you guys did obviously since I wasn't there at that gathering I'm curious to see what for more, you know, well-known traditional things that are done at Yule that you guys brought to the table for this gathering. I'm gonna look vicariously through you. Um, well, first off, <laughs> you should just watch the hour and a half long video, Ian. 
Let's not out yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, this should show everyone just because like we do a podcast together and play games together doesn't mean you get special treatment when it comes to comes with the videos. <laughs> I send like little snippets every now and then. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that I think I can speak on the most when you ask that question is this gathering above all else showed how much community workmanship there is, um, how many people come together in the community and create just for the community's sake. Um, like uh, Bjorn Dylan in the community, he made uh, three God poles, which you can see in the trailer. Um, and they're massive. I mean, these things are like nine feet tall. No, no, they're taller than that. They're what, 12 feet tall? Caleb, what do you think? 12 feet, 13 um, feet? They were like carved. They were 10 feet, I think. Or no, they were, well, maybe they weren't. Maybe they were eight Because they were taller than everybody. Carved. Yeah, I think the carvings were eight feet and there was another two to three foot that was in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So uh, someone in the community just happens to carve three god poles to Odin, Thor, and Tyr and brings them to this gathering. And then everyone works together to dig these holes, plant them in the holes. And then we have the rituals around it. You know, during the Odin ritual, um, you know, I, I included them in the ritual. Um, we had someone else in the community make a like wreath, uh, like a homemade wreath with, you know, evergreen uh, orange slices and other things in there. To And it was for the community. And we ended up burning it. Um, you know, I'm wearing a necklace right now that Keenan made, uh, Keenan brought many of the shields with him, you know, horns, uh, oh my God, there's just so many things. And it, it was so amazing to see all, all the stuff people have been up to the last year come to fruition at this event. It's, uh, well, I know I say it every single time, but thing, you know, the way the community is, it never ceases to amaze me just because it's, you know, we have wonderful people and we have a great community. And we all come together to help each other and to experience the gods, honor the ancestors. I don't know what else to really say. <laughs> well, and I, the one of the things that was interesting to me this time, I feel like this, while, you know, I, I did come in with my my Gordon Ramsay style yelling at people, getting people to do, uh, you know, basically clean and stuff like that. This was the least amount of problems I had um, as far as cleanup. For the most part, besides like the very last day, everyone did a really good job helping and cooking and cleaning um, and, and basically the whole shebang. You know, I, I would say the only problem is and this. I feel like this is always going to be a problem. Um, if there's ever leftover food, it needs to go. Otherwise, it goes in the trash and I don't want to throw it away. And so we basically set everything on a counter. We do this every gathering. Where we're like, take it, please. Like, obviously, if you bought it, you get first dibs. But like, otherwise, please take it. And, you know, we were down to like the last 30 items and uh, like the people there, I was like, all right, we're going to have an auction because people need to take this or otherwise it's going in the trash. And I was like, all right, who wants a half open bag of coffee? You want a half open bag of coffee? Take a half open bag of coffee. And so like, that was probably like the only time where it was just like, people really didn't want to take all the like half open stuff, but also we're all pagan. And so no one actually wanted to throw it away and waste it. <laughs> I mean, I would love to find a way to, to, you know, donate it at some point, but at the same time, like, Usually those are all run through Christian things. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, f we'll have to find out a better solution, but that seems to be the, the only problem we had this whole time. Figure out a way of making our own once we get the hall in and all that set up. Whatever area, whatever area we end up getting, getting it done in, whatever we do the gatherings, we can donate that. I guess, like, did you guys did you guys have, like, a, a traditional Ulog or at least a... Yeah, did you guys have a Yule log? There was gathering? a Yule log that Jason brought. Like two people brought their own Yule logs, but we didn't have mm -hmm. like our community Yule log or anything like that. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of like the most traditional thing I would say we did. Um, I mean, the God Poles felt pretty traditional in the sense of calling back to the past. But as far as like traditional Yule stuff, we did do an Odin ritual, which we know historically. And then like the Halot or the sacred vessel that holds like the sacrificial blood. We obviously try to call back to with the uh, the iron oxide. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably the biggest thing for me personally that I try to bring in from the, the from the past is, is this idea of the Halot um, or the sacrificial blood that was used to, to bless the temples and the people within it. Yeah, sadly, there wasn't even a Yule goat. We had a Yule goat last year. I'll say, yeah, I believe last year there was, uh, didn't somebody, wait, were we talking about a real Yule goat or was it a, like the paper? No, someone had brought oh. like a wooden Yule goat last year. Well, several of them. That's what it was. It was wooden, yeah, and he, yeah. Uh, it was Cameron and he left one of them as an offering to Odin as well last year. But last year we also had the stripper pole. So I feel like that throws out any of the traditional things we did. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Stripper pole like system. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, I, I'm curious to see, like, you know, just kind of talking, you know, going to the, the tradition, say what kind of traditions the individual people that were there will potentially take from that gathering and bring it into their own like personal practice or their own personal family practices and stuff like that. It's something that I've always, I'm always very curious to see after or see and hear about after each gathering, especially some of like the really major ones. I would say you'll, I would say probably being the biggest of like, you know, people doing things, you know, and, and going to one of the gatherings and then seeing what other people do and kind of taking something away from it and making it their own for their family or, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to make it their own, but just to take something from coming from that gathering and then just implement it into their own practice or, or implement it with their own family stuff. I'm always, I'm always very fascinated. And I think it's really cool when people start to do that. One know, thing I, I like, think people will bring from this gathering and I, it, I think it'll even come from the video as well <laughs> is uh, Logan and Mary, uh, members of our community and leaders in our community and good friends. Uh, they did a goddess ritual uh, and they did it to basically every goddess there is. I mean, I don't think they got them all, but they got dang near close to it. And they had individual offerings they had made, like very thoughtful offerings to each goddess. And then they would ask if anyone had any offerings to give. So, you know, they gave to like, uh, like Saga. I mean, it was probably one of the lesser known ones. Not, um, you know, Nerthus, uh, like uh, trying to think of Nana, like the wife of Balder, like a bunch of random goddesses and a couple I've never even heard of. And, uh, and Kevin in the community also did an offering to Snotra as well at some point during the weekend. So I'm hoping that this video as much as the gathering itself is also an educational thing. And I think the gathering should be educational as a way um, of learning more about the faith that maybe people didn't know about because we had people there probably been in the faith for a month and people that have been in the faith for 20 plus years at that gathering. And so I think every gathering should be a teaching experience in some way, in, in some regards. No, I definitely agree with that. I feel like if you, if you don't necessarily take something away from it, you know, each time or each each gathering that you go to, I think you're missing out or you you didn't necessarily. I don't know. I feel like you should. I feel like you should definitely take something away from every gathering, whether it's knowledge or just experience, because, yeah, like you said, there's going to be people from all walks of life and practice, um, you know, and, and time in the practice that can teach you things. I mean, yeah, you can have somebody who's been in the in the faith and practice, maybe you know, like you said, 20 years, they can obviously teach you a lot. And then you could have somebody that maybe is, you know, a little bit fresher into it, say like six months, and they might have done some research into something that you may not have even thought about doing, you know, and having that fresh set of eyes could, could teach you something. It's, 
I mean, for me personally, I've always taken something away. Taken of the goddess uh, bloat. Is it, I guess it was, was it called a goddess bloat or a ritual? I don't remember. Uh, I think it's just a ritual. I don't think we say bloat too often in the community, personally. Yeah. Um, but whenever they gave to Ron, um, which is a, she's a Yoden, right? Not a, yeah. not, not necessarily like a goddess is like what we normally call. But I did not expect to actually like feel something uh, during that. It's the first time I've ever actually had like a, I guess like an experience with a Yoden. Um, but I talked to a few other men that were there around the fire. And there were several of us that like we were standing there and we felt like right whenever he gave the offering to, uh, to Ron, the, uh, the, there was like a starfish and some seashells and stuff like that. But I felt like I was standing in the water like up to my waist. And I was getting moved. Like I could hmm. feel the waves and shit. It was weird. But it was really cool. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I mean, uh, something interesting on that, like that book I read, uh, Heathen Rain in the Sea, which I do highly recommend. It's a great read um, from Dan Coltis. Uh, one of the, he's, he was really big on having connection with Ron in the deep sea. And uh, it seems like a lot of his connection came from ancestral connection because he knew of ancestors who were seamen who, you know, traveled the seas, you know, and I think World War One or World War II. Um, so maybe it could be a form of ancestral connection of, you know, an ancestor who died at sea, which is most likely true for many people is down someone's ancestral line. You have most likely had someone die at sea. Um, you know, maybe it's that ancestor calling to you in a way, you know, through Ron, because in, it, according to the Norse mythos, if someone died at sea, they're within Aegir's Hall and were dragged dragged there by Ron. Yeah, there's been a lot of ancestral stuff that's popped up for me since uh, since you, um, specifically like from the Odin ritual. But I hadn't thought about that with uh, with Ron, and that kind of reminds me of uh, one of the only times that I ever um, got a dream, um, like actually like that I got like a message through or anything like that, which I've never talked about on the podcast before. And I can, if you want me to, but it's nothing like bad, nothing like that. But, um, I was just, was in, this sounds sus. What are you talking about? Right. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, sometimes I don't know. I'm weird. I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> but it was, um, I remember being, I, I could not tell if I was in like the bottom of a ship, uh, or if it was in a cave or what it was something to do with like that and we're stuck in this little passage or this place where there was a little bit of air and there was three men and one woman um and they were all wearing like period clothes from like the somewhere from like the 1500s to like the 1800s that sort of you know i don't know i want to call it fancy shit but it, it wasn't really fancy um they tried to swim out and I remember feeling like I was drowning during that. And when I came back up, whenever I came, I woke up, like I had to catch my breath. And all. So maybe it could have been one of them, whichever one of those is my ancestor. I mean, I've always joked for years that the reason I have a fear of the deep sea and, and water in general and water I can't touch the bottom of is because I, I feel like I had an ancestor or past life die at, uh, die at the sea. And, you know, that might not be too far from the truth now. Uh, you know, it's like could be an ancestral thing where it's like I had a whole family die in the sea or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <woo. laughs> well, I saw right. a theory once. It was like, a you know, obviously like an esoteric theory that they really can't prove too much. Is that like birthmarks are proof that like you know, or, or remnants of a past life where something happened or something like that. I'm like, I'm yeah, hurt. it's supposed to be like a wound. It's supposed to be like a, a wound from death, like a, a death wound or a death yeah. causing incident. Like that's how you died somehow. Or then, like yeah, someone explained the one on my nose, like what happened there? Like most people don't even realize I have it, but yeah, I have like a, like a birthmark on my nose like right there. Hmm. Well, I just yeah. it was like a, well, not like a wart, but I just thought it was just like a bump that was there. You know? Yeah. It's just a birthmark I've had 
forever. Um, and I, it's weird. It's one of those things where I don't notice it until I do. Then I obsess over it all day. And I'm like, I hate you. But I've always wondered, I'm like, what happened there? Like, if that's true, like, who got stabbed in the nose? <laughs> right. it, would, it would be really cool to be able to prove it. And it's like, uh, there's like no way for me to prove this. But I know I've, just in like dealing with all the ancestral stuff that I've done, um, it seems like the time periods and things like that that I get like basically obsessed with and that I just spend a lot of time to focus on, I have a connection there. And so I actually have like, I've got a birthmark. And it's the only one on me that's like right here on my ribs and it's pretty faded now but it, it basically this looks like a white scar then i've never had a cut or a wound there or anything like it but it's about the size of like a bullet wound or a yeah. uh maybe like a not like a small knife like a bayonet going in like width was and you know i was a, literally obsessed with world war ii for years and you know i've never been able to connect to an ancestor from them so potentially maybe that's a, a thing so anyways, pulling it back to Yule, let's talk about <laughs> the normies, because I remember I texted you, Caleb. I was like, man, I am having trouble because, you know, last weekend we uh, so one week ago, one week ago, we were Uga Booga and, you know, mm. like at the time I was sitting there having family dinner with my uh, my parents a week prior. I was like around a fire prepping a bunch of high lung style warriors to scream to Odin. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> It was really hard this time to to transition and go back to talking normal things with people. And uh, luckily, my uncle was there, who's pretty in on everything I do. And we and him went to my parents' basement. And I was like, dude, I didn't need to talk to you. I was like, I'm having a hard time right now. <laughs> I was like, I was just <laughs> traveling the world tree and calling to some old gods and sprinkling fake blood on people. I was like, man, it's hard being normal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I mean, for me, it was even hard. Like, uh, granted, I wasn't at the at the Yule gathering, but I haven't, you know, for me personally, I haven't been home for like a normie Christmas basically since I had joined the military. I never really came back during any of the major holidays, except, except I think one time. And for even me, like for me, that was difficult because the last main things that I've gone to for celebrations and stuff have all been, you know, super duper hardcore pagan, you know, gatherings and things like that. So that's really all I've known for so long. So yeah, it was, it was weird. Like just being around, you know, you said normal people talking about normal things, you know, eating traditional normal Christmas stuff and whatnot. Um, I'd say like the, the best distraction, you know, for me at least was my, my cousin just recently had his, him and his wife just had their first child and I was like obsessed with that kid. Like I was just sitting there totally not corrupting him and, and whispering, the gods are watching you and things like this. And like, you're gonna do good things. And you know, totally not already trying to take him over to the to the good side. side. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know, that, that to me was, you know, definitely helped with not necessarily like kind of forgetting of like the normal, like basic uh, practices that have, you know, most people have experienced for the majority of their lives and it's it was a good time don't get me wrong i enjoyed it i enjoyed being around my family but it was very 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 weird to go from not doing this for essentially a decade and then the, like i said the last major celebrations that i've gone to around the year have been pagan gatherings so it's very it's very odd to say the least so i just had a Everything was pretty was pretty okay with mine, but um, 
there was, I did scare the the shit out of my uh, my drug addict uncle, um, at my grandparents because he was pissing me off and annoying the piss out of me, and so I just let I just started like allowing that energy and stuff to come out from that um we basically were pulling from and using during the um the Odin ritual, and he was just like borderline like he would not he wouldn't come closer to me like fifteen feet. For the like the, the rest of the time, and just sit there quiet. <laughs> um, other than that, it wasn't too bad. I had to like catch myself as far as like trying not to say, you know, certain things. Like whenever I would see like fire or this, that, or the other, and <laughs> just trying to uh, control myself. Um, other than that, it was like uh, my mother-in-law ended up like asking me a bunch of questions about like my tattoos and everything like that. And like, where was I the last weekend and all that? And it's like, Oh, gee, how much do you really want to know? <laughs> right. I, um, I feel like, Oh, I, I feel like we, the longer that we've like, you know, the, far, the longer and the deeper we dive into the practice, I feel like just overall in general, we have much different like auras about us. You know what I mean? I feel like it, we kind of definitely stand out a lot more comparatively people i mean well and i think it just yeah. affects we we, we would talked about in this spot you know in the podcast before is that it visually affects you i think and you know it's weird like I, I you know we're talking from our own community perspective i don't know how it is for the larger heathen world but i do know that people tend to get pagan tattoos at some point it just seems to be you know a lot of people get into this faith and no matter what way you call it they typically get some form of pagan tattoo or pagan identifier so that way when they're out and about you can kind of notice that other people are like oh hey that person might be into it um, but I've noticed with us specifically, uh, you know, the, the amount of bones we uh, accumulate and, you know, again, the necklaces, like one of the reasons I started the podcast with this necklace that Keenan made me is because I love walking around in public with it because it's not normal. It is a bunch of thick, thick beads with runes on them and an antler tip at the base. And, you know, and it takes up the majority of my chest. And so I'm just walking around Kroger doing my shopping with a big old bone on my neck. And you know what? To most people, that ain't normal. And I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I still think one of our greatest like realizations of like we are very different was Ostara when we all went to Cracker Barrel and we had Eric, and like Eric was there and everything like that. And all of us, honestly. Break. Well, yeah, all of us, but yeah, like all of us, and then Eric. That one, that moment specifically, because like yeah, all of us were very much not caring about you know like yeah we had our necklaces we had obviously our tattoos most of us still had some form of like paint or something on us um you know we just we had a vibe going on and yeah eric was definitely just the icing on the cake at that point well now that he got a face tattoo too like you know it's over yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy like yeah like you said just not only just spiritually but like physically it, it does change you yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I like it. I like being different. Always have a. I wore a bone in my hair to my in-laws for Christmas, and they thought it was some kind of weird hair clip. I took. I ended up taking my <laughs> hair down at some point during the night. I was like, "Y'all never asked me about the damn bone that's in my hair. Oh, we didn't know. <laughs> we thought it was a weird clip. I was like, how does that look like a hair clip? Right. You're offended, like." I had bone around me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured I would at least get a response because I like messing with them because they're the ones that came over here and they tried to make the joke about my altars and stuff because I had an offering on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, 
one of the other things I wanted to make sure we talked about here is a, is kind of what we were talking about with Thanksgiving. It's it's always so interesting these uh, these holidays smack each other so closely. Um, but we were talking about with Thanksgiving how we can bring pagan practices slightly into the non-pagan households that many of us still have to attend. I mean, even me, you know, leader of a pagan community, had to go to my normal pa- family's pagan non-pagan Christmas, and that's okay. I I still love my family. I enjoy our own little traditions. I got to make chicken and dumplings with my grandfather, and it was great. Uh, but it was different, and you know, even I tried to sneak something in there. I squeaked it by. And I got away with it. And so uh, one of my big messages at the Yule Gathering this year was gratitude. That was the main energy that I wanted to go into the Odin ritual, Uh, which is interesting because it's a very aggressive ritual. It's very primal. But even when you look at Heilung, their entire name means healing, even though they're a very primal, aggressive music group. And so that's kind of what I was like, okay, we're activating a primal feeling and it's going to be gratitude. Now, when I say that, I, I I didn't go to my family and I wasn't just like, you know, I, I didn't do anything like that. But I still brought that theme of gratitude to my family's Christmas this year. Um, I gave a toast, which I've never done before. Um, you know, we opened our presents. I poured everyone a glass of eggnog. I handed it out. And I basically made a toast about the journey I've been on this year and how I'm grateful. Grateful for everything that's happened to me uh, and, and grateful for the journey I've been on and grateful for my family. And we all shared a drink of eggnog together. It wasn't like I was hailing Odin in the middle of the living room. But that's still something that came from my pagan practices that I brought to my family's life. I like it. Like, honestly, that's, I 100% respect that. Because I think, I think that's a good way of doing it. You know, it's, it's not overly showy. It's not necessarily overly, like, in, like you know, forcing something, you know, forcing pagan practices into it. But it's a, it's a, a nice, subtle, to some degree, way of, you know, of, of bringing, you know, your own personal practice into a non, you know, a non-pagan household or, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I think that's, I agree. I think a lot more people should find a way to do that or, or just, you know, develop something that they can bring into a more normal or I say more normal, but like, what is a more traditional, I guess, like family gathering of some sorts like that, like with you or Thanksgiving, you know, that was like, um, yeah, like with, with me and with my, with my cousin's kid, like, when I was holding him, I was just whispering all sorts of crazy things into his little noggin, you know, like that was my thing, you know, it was, you know, kind of just being grateful that there's like next generation of the family and just being like, you know, kind of just do, you know, use that time wisely and like, and respect like the world that you're coming into and that you're, com- you know, that you're going to be coming from and stuff like that. You know, my, that side of the family is, you know, my grandma on that side is heavily Catholic and she always prays for our souls when we say outrageous things, which, you know, that's to her own. It's funny to me and to most of us most of the time, you know, and I don't think my cousin and his wife are, are pagan by any means, but I don't necessarily think that they're diehard Christians either. You know, they're like, they're very much like agnostic or just, you know, they just, they just vibe, um, you know, but it was little things like that, you know, like I had like that, that appreciation that I may have not necessarily spoken it out loudly to the whole group, but, you know, I was definitely a thought, you know, that was being put out into the world. 
Yeah, and like another thing I always uh, I, I always try to do, and one of the things I always do at gatherings is I always try to cook at least one meal. And in this time, and in this instance, I think I ended up helping with three or four at the Yule gathering. Uh, and then I ended up doing the same thing with my family's Christmas. I, I helped my grandfather cook the chicken and dumplings. I made a Brussels sprout and bacon and lemon butter dish as well. Um, and I was just kind of helping throughout the kitchen. And because this is another way that I see that I'm giving back because it's, it's that hospitality aspect, um, that I've talked about in the channel in the past that I think is a very important part of what it is to be a heathen, um, that people want to sleep on. They want to talk about glory or Valhalla when they're not actually taking care of the guests at their very door. Um, so to me, things like hospitality, things like cooking, um, uh, having good celebration, good feast, um, and just enjoying your family and folk. I mean, that is what it is to be heathen and pagan. And you can do that even with people who do not believe in the old ways. Oh, absolutely. I agree hundred percent with that. So the, uh, the main thing that I focused on with it this year, which normally I get to my, my grandparents early enough that I can try to help them, uh, cook and everything like that. We just, got a slower start and everything like that with um with my wife being pregnant you know gotta take more bathroom trips and all that but uh what i what i did just to try to make him um i don't know get that vibe and that energy and stuff in there was uh, I, I focused a lot on the ancestors like i listened to i listened to my ancestor playlist like while i was driving over there and i just kept them in the forefront in the forefront of my mind um and i i could feel i could feel them there you know, even if the other people there didn't notice it or didn't acknowledge them, I know that they were there and they were enjoying, you know, the family being all gathered together and spending time. And one thing that I want to do is I, I got there after they had already started to eat or I would have done it there. Um, but I, my, my grandmother always sends me home with like a literal shit ton of food because, you know, I'm her, I was her first grandkids. So she always loads me up with all kinds of food. But part of what I'm doing, like, um, I'm trying to figure out ways to get um, my kid involved into stuff and finding like our own, our own like Yule practices for my young family. And I brought home all that, uh, all these leftovers. And I'm going to like do a, uh, a Desir night and give, uh, give like half of what I brought home to them uh, for the ancestors on, of my family and then do the same thing for the, the male ancestors on, uh, on the next night and just focus solely on them. Well, that's something I, my grandmother cooked. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that's something I've always appreciated that we've just kind of done casually at the gatherings now. Um, like we drew pretty big attention to it at the Yule gathering last year. And this year we still, while we didn't necessarily draw as much attention to it, we still always made sure there was an ancestor plate. Um, you know, we made an ancestor plate for every single dinner. And oh man, let me tell you, Ian, one of the things that you missed out on the most this year was the food, man. Oh my gosh. The food at this gathering was amazing. I, I, I deem this the best food we have ever had at any gathering because... We had the trifecta of great cooks. We had um, Eric there, who's a chef on Nantucket Island. And so he made his like duck confit and like herb fire roasted chicken and like bean and onion hash. It was amazing. And then that same night, wait, what's his name? Paul? Uh, yeah, Paul. Paul, yeah. Uh, who has traveled Asia to develop a ramen recipe that he's now opening his own food truck with. And so he spent just hours and days developing these flavors in his like vegetarian ramen recipe. And so he spent like all day cooking this ramen. And so we had the most banging ramen ever in like this amazing spicy broth with like caramelized mushrooms and like uh, seaweed wrap and green onions. 
Oh my gosh. And that was just one night. And the other night we had a, well, gosh, what was it? Like a venison or lamb or beef. I don't even remember. Cooked in like a cranberry sauce by Kevin. I don't know, but it was amazing. And uh, what else did we have that night? We had one other thing that night. Oh, we had Logan's that, chickpea soup that night. Was it Saturday that we had the, uh, Jeff, whenever Jeff showed up, he brought those, uh, those two cow hearts and, yep. and cow tongue as well. Yeah, so uh, Eric was cooking up cow tongue and cow heart all weekend. And then we had a pretty pretty casual taco night on Friday. Yeah, with like 15 extra pounds of meat that we didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm never going to get that image of that meat tube. I've never seen such a big meat tube of ground beef in my life. Ten pounds in one long. Dude, it was seriously like, I, I kid you not, it was like, what, three feet long? It was massive. So much so, there was, was a lot of dick jokes flying around. This long. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you had come around that corner, whenever I walked outside, that that's exactly what I was going to do. Oh, what dude, the moment I this? picked it up, you know, I walked <laughs> up like you know, all serious, like, oh, how's the how's the dinner going, guys? And they're like, look at this tube of meat. And I'm like, oh, this tube of meat. And then I immediately like put it on my crotch. Look <laughs> <laughs> at okay, boys will be boys, right? <laughs> you give uh... a bunch of boys a big giant tube of meat. What do you think they're going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I do like how um I know I feel like this is more recently and I think this is coming primarily from like the the southern region, I think is the one that kind of really started doing this. But I saw like the videos on a couple of people's Instagrams of the like the, the sword fighting stuff, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. You know, and I know like I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident that I came from south or the southern region and I, I like how it's it's coming, you know, kind of becoming a, a regular thing. So I feel like you know celebrations like that i mean it was common to have some sort of games or contests you know yeah, physical competition. and it was just a good what yeah physical competitions and you know uh, you know all sorts of other kind of competitions and whatnot and i feel like bringing stuff like that into all the gatherings and just just doing that with members of the community i think it's i mean from what i saw it looked fun and i already issued out two challenges to both casey and logan um <laughs> you know for the, the next gallery i see those two ads so there's that um but yeah, it's things like that too that I feel like are just awesome traditions that are starting to creep up and, and become a little bit more popular, uh, popular, you know, amongst the community. And I mean, obviously, like Logan's chickpea soup, like you mentioned that, like that has what? When was the first time that he actually brought that? Was that the literally first the first gathering? Ever. The first gathering, and yeah. It's okay. been so every very, gathering since the first. Yeah, and even gatherings is not I, at. Heard yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I he's put yeah he's put out the the recipe. Obviously, I mean, shit, it was in the in the the fall gathering video just this last year. You put it in there, so now like tons of people can now make that. You know what I mean? And so it's it's crazy to think of like even some of the the, the food traditions that are now being you know put into play and stuff like that. It's it's awesome. You know, it's it's crazy to see like what's potentially going to be still going around for a decade from now. You know, it's a to however long, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I even think of like the conversations we're going to be having in five years, Um, you know, looking back on this. I mean, again, the the gathering videos in total are already almost like two Lord of the Rings long, you know, in total, I think we're looking at five and a half hours or six hours of footage to watch on Wednesday. That's going to be even more next year. That's crazy. I mean, I'm going in two weeks. I will be in California. Caleb and I will both be in the California, uh, in the California. 
Yeah. <laughs> the California for uh, for the Yule home. gathering out there. Um, which I know both of us are exciting because uh, we're still doing like another Odin ritual, right? Like that's what we're doing. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm excited to do that ritual again. Dude, like I was telling you, I, I re- like as I was watching, it's like, man, I could have went so much harder into it, but I wanted to make sure that I could do the things you wanted me to do and not right. just go full, you know, bunga bunga. <laughs> I, just like the, I just like the face. I like the face that he gave you, Jacob, when you asked that. He's like, uh, yeah, of course we're doing it. Why would you do that? How dare you? <laughs> well, this is something, you know, it, it's fun being back on the podcast because I've had a lot of conversations that have not been recorded now because, you know, down to one video a week. I feel like I could talk more things here that are more unique. Um, like we were talking about, um, I think it was on the car ride home or at dinner when we when we left. Uh, it's really cool to think that these rituals are going to be start becoming things that we do every year. Like every year we might start doing this Odin ritual and every year it's going to get better. Um, and that's cool because I prefer it, in this world we live in now, I think it is so much more exciting to look forward to the things you do once a year versus the things that you do every single day. Like, oh, people can be excited. Like, oh, you know, think 10 years from now, people be like, oh, we have to go to the Yule Gathering and the, uh, you know, in this community because they have a really amazing Odin ritual. Like, you have to be there to see it. This thing has been 10 years in the making. Um, you know, that's really cool that each time we do it, we're going to learn something new from it. Um, you know, like I'm taking notes, editing it, taking notes, watching it again. I'm like, oh, I can see where we can improve this. And that's really cool. And to think where it's going to be 10 years from now after the first time we did it is awesome. Well, yeah, because I mean, you, if you think about it, it's kind of like what I was saying when whenever, you know, you go to one of these gatherings, I feel like, it, at least for me, like I said, me personally, I always take something away from it that I didn't know before, or, or I have something new opened up to me that I didn't didn't know or I, I didn't think about doing, you know, prior to then. And yeah, like you said, like going back to it, there's always improvement. And that's the other thing about like these gatherings, you know, we've had a full year worth of, well, no, two, well, two years now um almost worth of gatherings and it's you know each one has been different enough even though there may have been similar things done each you know for that particular season or that particular gathering but it's still so different because it's always something has improved or something has changed enough to where it's not necessarily cookie cutter you know repeat but you, you have an idea of what you're potentially going to get yourself into, but you're still going to be affected by it differently each time, I feel like. Well, then, Caleb, what's the flashback to our, you know, one of the things that blew my mind. I ended up watching the first gathering video while I was putting everything together. And like that first ritual, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, I watch it now. I'm like, whew, you've come a long way, my friend. <laughs> like, but, like me. I mean, shoot, you just looking like you came off the construction yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the yellow, the yellow <laughs> the high visual uh, yellow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Well, and I think that's really cool for people because you know um, you are in the first gathering. Uh, Logan and Mary are, Parker are, uh, and so to think that they're going to watch that video and then a few hours later they're going to see what we've done, come into now. They're going to see Logan and Mary do the goddess ritual, which was a very beautiful ritual. It really was. Um, and then you have, you know, you and me doing an Odin ritual together, which was a very powerful and primal ritual. And uh, and Parker was there getting primal with us. That's really cool. I mean, gosh, it's just, again, the gratitude, man. I'm just, I'm so grateful. You know, this journey we've been on has been truly powerful. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome to finally see you get into the, uh, you know, the primal and the warrior side of, the, of it all. 
Yeah, you haven't seen me do <laughs> an open thing in a long time. No, I hadn't. And uh, it was it was great. It really was. Apparently, I, I jumped really high. Like a lot of people were scared by how high I jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were getting over, you were getting around and doing all kinds of stuff. Like I said, I, I like I look at like the little clips you sent me. I was like, I should have been doing the same stuff, but I was like. <laughs> man the, like the the things you did do though like i i really love that clip i sent you where um when i leaned over and i was like release them um and then like when you went up to the like the warriors to like do the final like line across their chest like you like put out your arms like you bowed or something like that i don't even know what you were doing and then you went for it and i was like i don't know but i really love that like just like little bow just like it's over like we did it you know <laughs> no it was a it was a i don't know in the moment, it was just like a, uh, I don't know, it was a bit like a, a respect thing because they were able, you know, they were able to handle it. Um, right. And it's not that I didn't think that they could. I mean, we chose people that we knew could. Except, you know, Drew, we didn't exactly expect him to be a part of it, but it was great. You know, yeah. really worked out with him being in there. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was just a thing in the moment that felt right. And then it was just, well, dude, <laughs> the funny thing all. about Drew being there is he just kind of showed up and we're like, you want to be in it? And he's like, I don't think there was a conversation. He just kind of showed up and started practicing with us. And we're like, oh, okay, he's in it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, once I tattooed the rings, I thought, like, yeah, you're in this now. <laughs> yeah. Ian, get this. Drew got the Galder runes that we were chanting tattooed onto his head that gathering. Was this like, was it prior or was it yeah. post? Like, prior to the ritual. ritual. Yep. So those runes I mean, are charged. Was it like, uh, did he know that that's what you guys like the golden head? No, because he just walked in. He didn't know we were doing that ritual. So literally Saturday, like midday, he walks up like, oh, I can blow a horn for you guys. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we like start practicing. And all of a sudden it was, well, Drew's with us now. And then we started talking about the runes, uh, you know, uh, Rytho, Uru's, Anzu, Sothala. And then at just some point, I guess he was like, well, I want to get a head tattoo. And so Caleb tattooed those four runes onto his skull later that evening. And then later that evening, again, we performed the ritual. Oh my god, I'm surprised his head to just like catch fire or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, holy god, what? What a story. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. turned out good too. Yeah, he yeah, got the yeah, sides of his head shaved so I could do the tattoo. Wait, someone shaved his head there? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and then he went my... to work after that. <laughs> he went to work like 30 minutes after the ritual. Oh, and God, he still had all, he still had all the paint, the tattoo. All of it. <laughs> they threw him in the back of the warehouse and just left him alone. <laughs> yeah, I bet you they did. Oh my God, dude! Like, can you imagine? Like, you're just a, like a normie, normal person, just working your whatever job. Yeah, he works at UPS. Oh, okay, so yeah, you're just you're somebody that works at UPS, and all of a sudden you just see this dude just roll up, fresh head tats, still painted up, like just. <laughs> just like probably still in it right well in the iron oxide i had drifted onto his face and so he had just this oh. blood streak down his face <laughs> holy shit. they probably thought he straight up killed somebody <laughs> they were He's gonna mess like, with him like oh dude that's amazing god i wish i had seen the reactions to the people that he walked in on Oh man, oh, I just shit. can't believe it. like, and that's what like what he was talking about being a part of the ritual. I'm like, Drew, don't you have to like work like let like three in the morning? He's like, yeah, well, I'll make it work. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
God, that's amazing. That's so funny. Well, it was really funny because I didn't know that he was getting the head tattoo until dinner when I was doing like the morning, like the dinner announcements. And Caleb was yeah. over there in the corner tattooing his skull. And I was like, I was like talking. I'm like, yeah, the runes were going to chant. I was like, man, I can't remember the runes. And then someone was like, yeah, it's on his head. I'm like, what? Right here. Here's your cheat sheet. Yeah, here's your. Here's your cheat sheet. Just like that Drew's noggin. Drew, give me your skull. <laughs> ah yes, right though. Uru's onto Zadana. Oh man. Oh yeah. One thing you're gonna love, Caleb. Uh, so I don't put it throughout, but I do it in certain segments. Um, I use this uh, Wardruna song Skuga during that section. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, dude. Uh, it's... The only, the only better one might, might have been like all of the tattoos. Yeah, but like that one's great. its own ritual, so I felt like it would mm. clash. I've always yeah. wanted to add High Lung into a gathering video, but it's never really fit. Yeah. Um, it's just not ambient enough. You know, it, it's its own thing. So you really can't throw it in yeah. the background. Mm-hmm. And even yeah, War is pretty hard. Would yeah. No, I use mostly Scald on this one because of their Winter and Songs album. Um, like uh, the one section that I loved is like the, the their song Rune um, with... Uh, uh, it's the intimate version they had on their winter album, so it's slower. Yeah, the the newer one or the newer I, edition. I have that during the section of us putting up the god poles, and it's awesome. It fits so well. Yeah, like I, I know I had messaged you, Jake, I went after after I'd watched the uh, the trailer for the the gathering, and uh, honestly, yeah, like the the part in the trailer where it shows like how everything was set up and it does like a thing on the god poles and then it goes to how it was like when you guys left it and everything like that and just like how it was like this is how or like how it started and then like where it went and then where it went back to like that stuff hit like really hard i remember messaging oh, you guys it's like man i'm trying not to cry but this is really good <laughs> i really wish i'd been there uh, you know? well it's, it, it's it's so crazy to think yeah we're just saying it's crazy man it's crazy um (laughs) but yeah i mean that's why i did it and i i I did kind of go into it with an intention of doing that i've always wanted to do a scene like that where i I take an image before we set everything up and then i try to get a similar shot with all the paganism going on um and then i do that transition so i was glad i was able to finally do that for this gathering because we were there so much earlier i was able to get those shots because, oh my gosh, this moment four o'clock hit on that Friday and people started showing up. It Like the only rough day for me was Friday because we went from having like nine casual people there that I knew, oh, it's a great time. Oh my gosh, these are my friends. To 65 people rolling up within an hour and a half of each other, like all wanting food and beds and like coordinating things, getting people wrapped together, meeting people for the first time, shaking babies, you know, doing all these things. Like, I don't know, dude, It was it was nuts. It was nuts. Is he just so shaking babies? I don't know. There's babies there. You're not supposed to shake babies. I don't know. Like, there's hands to me. I think it's supposed to be shaking hands and taking babies. What? Uh, That's what you're supposed to be doing? I don't know. I was confused. But we did have those walkie talkies, though, which were pretty awesome. I heard the walkie talkies were a huge hit. Honey Badger, Screaming Eagle. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the code names. I mean, I think we just called you the Beast. And then we had uh, uh, Babushka was the, the Buddha. Yeah, the <laughs> Oh, this is Buddha here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. Well, I mean, yeah, that many people that were there, I feel like yeah, that initial oh, couple hours of like that first night was probably just hell on earth for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was nuts. And then like getting well, and then <laughs> Heath and Blade forgot that they signed up to like cook dinner Friday. 
like oh, straight geez. up forgot. And they like, I went up to him like, Hey, are you guys starting dinner yet? And they're like, Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Oh, they're like, we didn't think we were supposed to do that. I'm like, you signed up to cook dinner. And they're like, yeah, but we thought you were going to do that. And we were going to help. I'm like, when did you get that assumption? I was like, get in that kitchen, get in that kitchen right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I ended up jumping in there and helping oh, Blade shit. because Blade didn't know how to do the co- the taco bar. So I yeah, they were thing. like, "We don't know how to cook taco meat." I'm like, "It's ground beef gonna, with seasoning." I'm gonna send him a message later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we oh, had to have like you were in there, and at one point I was like, "Eric, help these plebeians." <laughs> so yeah, you just straight send Master Chef in there. Yeah. Oh, dude, we had Kevin there one night, like, uh, helping with the cleanup. He volunteered to help clean up. And uh, he straight up Gordon Ramsay, some people. There was a bunch of people behind the kitchen not helping clean. And I just heard him from outside. He was like, if you're not in the kitchen to help clean, get out. And I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. This gathering, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I said it. I forget where I said it, but um this gathering for me is tied with the fall gathering of last year maybe my new favorite gathering i think it might be not that they're not all amazing but you know as someone that puts these on you know there's obviously a ranking of how well they go as far as logistics as far as the spirituality and my personal experiences um and this one just hit all the right notes um you know really the only downside for me was that first day like i got a lot of like a lot of pressure and anxiety that first night you know going from so many people so quick but you know everything kind of flowed together really nicely uh really quickly honestly i I am amazed as to how well everything went for one of this size compared to yule of last year Uh, yeah Um, i mean this was bigger than yule last year and you know mm -hmm. hardly any problems really yeah yeah not that we had that many problems at either of them really other than like we had less people get that got too drunk this time than uh, than last year but yeah yeah i always just i always get uh i always anticipate so many more issues because the more people there generally are but well that was one of the reasons i really like were you there for kevin's ritual with snotro uh i missed it i believe i think i might have been i may have been tattooing somebody i don't remember yeah, well, like the thing I liked about Kevin's ritual to Snotra is he talked about how the fact that we haven't had any problems. He's like, you know, we've been able to do this so successfully. And he's like, basically, there has to be some kind of divine presence to this. And he's like, I think it's Snotra. And so, you know, I would have given offering to Snotra to continue to allow us to have these events and and be able to. And he talked about how, like, you know, uh, you know, stowing up the swords and making sure there's no conflict in these events and and making sure that they're just be peaceful and enjoyable affairs. And so I, I really like that that ritual and that offering to her. Yeah, I hate that I miss it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, and I mean, obviously to some degree too, like, you know, even though we've had, you know, quite a few of these gatherings over the last two years, like there's only so much uh, ex- that experience can do. Like we can plan and 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 preemptively uh, prep for situations. But yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, like that only goes so far. So the fact that like we really haven't had very many issues I'm knocking on wood <laughs> yeah right but yeah it's caleb knock on wood it, you didn't do it i did it's on my table all right all right i didn't see it is it wood or is that the cheap yeah. crap wow this is old this is an old table from the all right, 60s. Right. yeah this is an ikea table i probably didn't knock on wood <laughs> <laughs> bamboo <laughs> wood pulp but yeah it's it's yeah it's nuts it's yeah i feel like to some degree like there's definitely some other other outside force Right. I mean, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Right. Um, 
Now, you know, it's like we've talked about in the past as like a, as, as, as fellowship leaders is it's impossible to literally plan for every problem that's going to occur and things happen and things have happened in the past. And that all we can do is, you know, prepare ourselves for how we're going to react to those situations. Um, you know, because if like, lo and behold, like one random from the Internet decides to come to a gathering and decides to cause problems. And I mean, we've literally had someone come to a gathering before and they're like, why are there so many people of color here? Like, why is there a black person here? And like, we've been like, uh, well, get the fuck out, you know, like it happens. And, you know, and you can only react to those situations when they occur, but you can't prevent people from coming. You can't become super selective. You can't become super closed off because that's one of the things that's naturally happens to communities around the world is they encounter problems and the response is, well, we're just going to put in tighter restrictions and they become too closed off. And so it's it's a horrible balancing act. It really is. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm very proud of us for how we've handled it so far. Well, gentlemen, I think that's we, we've we've hit an hour. We did a good job. We've talked about you. We've talked about normal people, people Christmas. We've talked about our feelings, I think, or something like that. But this has been episode 66 of the Folk Podcast. We're back. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere until probably when I leave for California, unless we can prepare two episodes next week, right? Two, two episodes recorded next week. That's what we got to do. Wait, is, uh, this episode is this episode 68? This is 68, homie. Is this 68? No, this is 66. You said 68. You, you said, said 68, 68 at the beginning. Did I? Well, yes. This is what, oh, wait. This is what happens. Hold on. Happens I'm confused. This is what happens when Yeah, this is 66. Lets, this is what this happens is, when I'm I like pretty sure. We'll see. We'll see when I edit it if I said, I'm pretty sure I said 66. Oh, like, <laughs> I, let, I, let you, I, I let you off the leash and try to remember, you know, you did so good. <laughs> Well, anyways, thank you for joining us for episode 69 of the Folk Podcast. This is Jacob. There's Caleb. There's Ian. We're getting off of here. Go out there and do some heathen shit. <laughs> There's a new exit. <laughs> no more until the hall. Go do some heathen shit. <laughs> until the hall. Let's go. Let's go.